is the month of faith. The opening prayer for the mass has begun that well for us because you see that the prayer for this week centers on firmness of faith. That God will grant his servants firmness of faith. Everyone say firmness of faith. Yes. Yeah, God wants us to have faith, but not just any kind of faith. God wants us to have a, what a strong faith, faith that is firm, faith that is strong, faith that is indefatigable. Now, what is faith again? Because it's good that we understand that. What is faith again? Okay, taking the definition of the from the Bible itself, from Romans chapter, uh, first letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, but from verse 1. It says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. And when you have to take it from there, you will see that what he's talking about that faith is, first of all, a substance. It's not just mere articulation of belief system or mere emotional phenomenon that you try to build up in trusting God for something. No. Faith is a substance. Faith is something that is can be articulated spiritually. It's not a physical substance, but it's a spiritual substance. The Bible says all of us, by virtue of being bettered in the second betting, which we talked about yesterday, when we are bettered into the spiritual life, part of the inheritance or the gift that God flows your soul with is the gift of faith. So Paul now says in Romans, in the book of Romans, he said, all of us have received the measure. He said the measure, the measure of faith. Yes. All of us have received the measure of faith. So all of us as people of God, born of God, have faith in us already, in a measure. And the intention of God is that you begin to develop that faith by adding the necessary conditions adding the ingredients that will make it to grow. And the living of faith, what makes the faith to, to grow and rise is the word of God. So the more you grow in your understanding of God, in his word, the more that substance grows, and the more it begins to impact your soul, your mind, your body, with some level of, you know, surety. Yeah, because you know that by virtue of that faith, like when you approach God, or engage the grace of your life as a Christian, it must respond because of the faith that is in you. Many Christians are caught in the cloud of just believing that faith is just, you know, what they call religious acceptability, what religion accepts. So they hold on to it and thinking about holding on to those religious assumptions, God will act no. At the point Jesus was teaching, he said, have the faith of God, meaning have the same type of faith God has. Have the same type of substance God has. So for our faith to be firm, we must be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. We must be open to the realities of our work with God. Consciously. You see, in the first of today, it says, little children, let no one deceive you. This is a stepping stone to building a strong faith. He said, let no one deceive you. He who does not do right as he is right, you know, he is not of God. So walking with God righteously 
is one of the ways you boost and make your faith have the necessary condition to grow. Anytime you feel guilty, anytime you violate the laws of God, the laws of the spirit of life, and you feel guilty, something happens to your faith. Your faith loses its density and capacity to deliver. And that's why you see, when that happens to you, and you are just maybe praying for something, you see that the, instead of you to be overwhelmed by the graciousness of faith, you see yourself being overwhelmed by what? By a sense of guilt. And before you know it, your boldness drops. Uh, and as your boldness drops, your ability to trust God absolutely in the context of your prayer becomes null and void. That's why the precious blood of Jesus continues to remain the you know the, 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 the stuff that God has given to us to deal with all forms of accusation. We have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. He said, Who commits sin is of the devil. Anytime that we allow the devil use our faculties, use our structure, use our body, be it spiritually, mentally, or bodily, physically, to exercise his own reality. At that point, one of the love of God were of him. You see, that's how delicate it is. Look at Peter, who had already professed that Jesus is the Christ when he was asking them, who do people say I am? And Jesus began to shower what I call his true endorsement upon Peter. He said, upon you I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven, Right? Whatever you lose on earth shall be considered losing heaven. After Jesus has said this, I want to ask a question right now, and I want you to respond. At that point, has Peter received all those things, or they were still yet to come? So it means Peter was furnished with all this. But still, the devil could have access to his mind. The devil could say what? Have access to his mind. And the devil could use his mind in a very assiduous way to find a way of thwarting the plan, original plan of God for Christ. And so he came to him and said, you will not die. Anybody who wants to kill you, I'm ready to stand for you. And Jesus looked at the eyes of Peter, straight forward, and said what? Satan, get behind me. So Jesus was able to discern the works of Satan at work in his mind, even though physically he was not possessed. So we need to be very careful. What we allow to come to our minds. Because at every point in time in your journey of life, and the devil floods your minds with things, and you allow them. At that point, when the devil has access, and um, you allow those to set you with you, you are no longer of God. You are of the devil who is controlled at that point, because he is your master at that point in time. Then to conclude, Peter, my Paul, was writing to Timothy. Article 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 27 to 28. He says... As preachers, as pastors, he said we should be meek with those who contend with us. We should be meek and you know uh, uh, be a little bit uh, soft with people who contend with us, who oppose us. That's the way he puts it. Okay, trusting that as we share with them the word of life, God will have mercy on them, and then they will come back to their senses. In other words, anytime you yield yourself to the influence of the enemy. You are losing your sense, your senses. You are losing your 
your power to control your world. That's the implication. That they will come back to their senses and then escape the trap the enemy has put in for them. The trap comes in different, in three different forms. There are spiritual traps, there are mental traps, and there's what? There's a bodily trap that comes from infirmity and all kinds of, uh, you know, despair, hopelessness, and uh, negative things that we see that happens to us in our bodies. So we should be well armed as God's people. So that when he comes in our spiritual realm, we deal with him. When he comes in our thoughts, we deal with him. When our body is stirred to crave for things that stand against God, we deal with him. And so the disciples are not praying and say, Jesus, please, increase our faith. He said, you don't need increase of faith. Eh? He said, if your faith is as small as mustard seed, that means faith can be measured quantitatively. Okay? Right? He said, if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, you can, nothing will be impossible unto you. So that's quite encouraging that you have faith. At least you have a measure of faith. Now allow that faith to be part of your life. Say, I have faith. Say, my faith will work for me. Yes. So, it means that the much that God has given to us is maybe as small as water seed, and is enough. It's enough. All you need to do is to fire it up, stir it up through prayer, through acts of righteousness, through what kingdom assignments and kingdom mentality. As you walk in that light, you will see that your faith will grow from being a small faith to a stronger faith. And then the firm faith, which is the prayer for this week. We ask the good Lord in his mercy to go to help us in our journey. So that when he comes, as he said, he said, if I come, and I say, find faith on it, you and I can be the answer to that question he asked through Christ our Lord.